Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about developing healthy relationships with food within the family. Empowering our children by giving them knowledge, understanding, and experiences when it comes to food is enormously important. And what I mean by that is not to take control over their choices, but to help them learn more about their choices when it comes to food. So for example, when they're really young, introduce children to the colors on the plate, the representation of those colors. Creating face plates can be also a great way to connect them to food food groups and what they have in front of them. Engage them in making their own face plate happy face, sad face, hairy face, excited face, whatever it is that speaks to them. This is a way for them to take part in decorating a plate as opposed to us putting the plate in front of them. When it comes to mealtime with very young children, I also highly recommend having them put food on their own plate. That is a form of connection with the food. That is a way to empower them to make choices. Will they always eat what you're serving? No, most definitely not. However, when they are part of the process of putting the food on the plate, they have a more vested interest in what might be in front of them. And to take it a step further, before you actually get to the point of putting the food on the plate, engage them in the kitchen in making a meal. Even beyond that, you could take them to the grocery store and engage them in picking out food items for the dinner to prepare it, to cook it, and to bring it to mealtime. Imagine as a very young child being involved in this process of choice in the grocery store, of understanding that these are the items that are going to go into the meal that we're going to prepare together and put into our bodies to bring health and nutrition in a way that makes our body grow and thrive. This is how we get kids to buy in to the process of eating. Because many children today are very picky eaters. So bringing them to the process of preparation can help them to see food in a different light. It empowers them. It makes them feel part of the process and not controlled in a way that food is just served to them and they're expected to eat it. Many times when there becomes a power struggle in terms of healthy eating and food choices, our kids develop anxiety and fear. So in order to shift that process, we can engage them in the actual process of preparation and choices to avoid that power struggle that takes place at mealtime. I also highly suggest realistic expectations when it comes to our children and food. Very young children are not going to want to eat everything we prepare. When my kids were young, I often would make something I knew that they would eat. For example, pasta, 
There's so many different varieties of pasta out today that you really have a choice to serve something very healthy and beneficial for nutrition, but also giving a choice that our children like in mealtime preparation. And many other things might be served with the meal, but at least there's one thing that we know that they will enjoy. Exposing them to new foods is a great way to teach them different tastes and different opportunities to try things without pressure, without expectation. We can offer them a bite and leave it at that. The more we push and the more we pressure and try to control children, the more children push back and that becomes a power struggle. And then mealtime is associated with power struggles as we move forward. So changing the menu is also a great way to bring variety to our children. Trying various things. Even if you tried it before a month ago and they didn't like it, try it again. Don't bring up the past. Just allow yourself to be present in this moment as you offer them the various choices that you put in front of them. Rotating different things, again, is also a way to keep freshness at mealtime. And this is as kids get older and they're not as able to spend the time with us in the kitchen, perhaps they have a lot of homework, also rotating and creating that variety in mealtime is important. So these techniques and tips are good for all ages in bringing variety, bringing opportunity, bringing connection and empowerment to our children. The wording that we bring to mealtime, to food, to parenting, etc., is enormous. When we start falling into traps by saying things such as, well, they only eat broccoli, or they'll never eat anything I serve, or I know they're not going to like this, we're already bringing a negative connotation to what's happening at mealtime. When we can look at mealtime from a positive standpoint, whether we're serving broccoli and they love it, or we're serving anchovies and we don't think they're going to like it, don't bring preconceived notions to the table. Allow each moment to unfold as it does, as a new moment, a new time to see what our children like and dislike without the pressure, without the past, without negativity, just in this moment, taking it as it is. This is a new moment. And our children may surprise us in a new moment. Again, giving them choices and empowering them to be part of this process. Kids are born intrinsically motivated to do all sorts of things, and food is one of them. Their eating habits are really something that they're connected with from birth. When they're born into this world, they learn to cry as a part of a process of signaling when they need food. We talk a lot when kids are newborns about the cry for hunger and the cry to be changed, cry to be held, cry to go to sleep. And these cries are all indication that our children know what they need, even as infants. And so again, they're intrinsically motivated when they're born to signal us when they need to eat. And if allowed, this actually continues as they move forward. Our children are not necessarily living a life where they need to eat three meals that are structured and at various times of the day, every day, same time. So encouraging them to tap into their body and eat when they are hungry 
and not just eat because food's in front of them, is a really powerful way for us to learn more about how our children thrive, what they need, and how we can support that. Not vice versa, how they can survive in a world where we feed them at 8 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m., the various meals that we serve as part of our conditioning in our lives and in society. So encouraging children to listen to their body and us to listen to them when they tell us they're hungry is an enormous opportunity to keep that intrinsic motivation going. Our kids know themselves quite well if they're allowed to see and to listen to their inner voices and their body and know how to follow that through. Empowering children is one of the largest, most powerful processes as parents that we can adapt and adopt when our children are growing up, listening to them, learning from them, watching them as they come into this world intrinsically motivated, especially when it comes to food. What does that look like in your family? How can you stand back and allow your child to lead the way when it comes to food? How can you allow them to be more powerful and empowered when it comes to making choices, being part of the daily shopping for nutrients and valuable items for our meals, and also to spend time in the kitchen preparing and being part of the process of putting food on the table, and then taking it one step further, filling their plates and eating what speaks to them. Our children make so many choices if they're allowed, that really serve them well and help them to thrive. So I highly encourage you to look at your child in this way, to empower them, to allow them to move through life in a way that they're listening to their inner voice, to their body and what their body needs. We can learn so much from our children. And this is one form. Thank you for joining me. Remember, Every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit DeCaroParentCoaching.com for a free download of 10 ways to connect with your child.